Hey everyone, welcome to the Lens Talk podcast. We're your hosts, Brooke. And I'm Austin, and we'll be talking all things photography in 20 minutes or less. This podcast will be perfect for the drive to your next session. But to start, here's a little bit about us. Hey guys, so I'm Brooke. Um, I've been doing photography for a few years now, um, but I actually started back in high school. That's when I first started learning about it and taking some classes. Um, I currently shoot lifestyle portraits and weddings. I would describe my style as very natural, um, true to color, and I absolutely love black and white photos. Like I wish I could turn every picture black and white. Um, it's almost an obsession of mine. Um, so Austin and I are both from Columbus and that's how we know each other. I still live in Columbus, but Austin lives in Charlotte, North Carolina now. Um, so that's just a little bit about me. Austin, tell them about yourself. So I'm Austin, born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. And I have been involved with photography for about seven or eight years. I started after I graduated high school. I primarily shoot portraits and weddings. So I describe my style as vibrant, photojournalistic. I love unposed moments and just documenting yeah. real life memories. So yeah. as Brooke brought out, I now live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I've been here for three and a half years. It took a while to grow on me. I still miss yeah. Ohio. So who oh, knows, yeah. maybe at some back. point I will return. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm sure Brooke so. would be happy about. I would. Because <laughs> we still shoot weddings together, even though we're in different states. Like, we just make it happen. Yeah. So, and it would be great to record the podcast in person in the same room. Even though I don't know if we could get through it without laughing hysterically. I know. If we're in the same room. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll try it. So, the reason why this podcast is important to us is because many photographers, if you're like Brooke and I, then you're truly just an artist first. And so we don't have business degrees, but we try really hard every day to become better small business owners. Yeah. And so on top of wanting to just talk even technical tips, I think what is really important to us is to be able to talk about relatable situations and practical care for photographers and just talk about things that are rarely shared when it comes to the life of a photographer and the business of a photographer. Um, so that's going to bring us into our first topic, um, which as you guys can see, the title of this podcast is Art Therapy. Um, we found some really cool articles that we wanted to share and kind of bring out some of our favorite points from these articles and studies that talk about how photography is very therapeutic. Um, it's really good for mental health. It helps with anxiety. So we each have an article um, that we kind of want to bring out some points, you know, to that we thought were really cool. And we're also going to make sure that we add the description or in the description, add the link to these articles, because I think it's really cool if you guys be able to go and read them yourself and save them to, you know, go back to. So, um, Austin, did you want to go with yours first? Sure. So <clears throat> my article comes from. Canva, shout out to Canva. Brooke and I both use that website for yes. our graphic design stuff. Love Canva. So to any photographer, if you're looking for something to make flyers, sign up for Canva. It's free. Yeah, even just when it comes to like Instagram stories, they just have 
really easy templates that just make your branding and marketing just really pop. Yeah, I love Canva. Mm -hmm. So they released this article and it's titled Photography as Therapy, Why Taking Photos Can Actually Improve Your Mental Health. And so this article I felt like was perfect for what we were talking about today. And the reason why this subject was really important is because there's so much in the world going on right now. There's mm -hmm. a global crisis, there's a racial yeah. pandemic, there's rioting and protesting, and all of that stuff is really anxiety inducing. Yeah, it definitely has been for me. On top of just everyday adulting that yeah. <laughs> gives you anxiety and stress. Right. So this article touches on how um, photography and really just art in general can be therapeutic. And so mm -hmm. there was a study on the correlation between art and healing for mental health. Mm. And one of the points that I really appreciated was it talked about going with the flow. And so if we think about going with the flow or being in the zone, that truly is a mental state in which a person is performing an activity fully immersed and has mm -hmm. a feeling of energized focus. And that's really what photography and, like I said, art can be. We're so mm -hmm. focused on what we're doing that we're not keeping track of time. We forget yeah. about the stresses that we're going through every day. And it really kind of creates a bigger picture for us to be a part of. Right. Yeah, which I think is really important, too, because sometimes, you know, when you, for example, get on Instagram and like the first, you know, five minutes or something that you're scrolling and every single thing, it almost does make you feel really small, like you're in this huge world full of problems. It mentions that the entire process of shooting, which, you know, of course, all of us as photographers know, we choose our subject matter. We think about our angles. We think about the lighting. That requires our absolute focus. We cannot mm -hmm. possibly think about anything else while we're focused on creating this art. Mm -hmm. And so it says that that whole process really brings you to a peaceful state. Yeah. And so that's why art therapy is used. Um, there was another article that I looked at that said you know, one of the primary things that art therapy can treat is anxiety and stress. Mm -hmm. And that's why, because when you're focused on being creative, you can't be thinking about the things that are stressing you out. So another point that the article mentioned that I really appreciated, and I'll just read it straight from it says, you can use your photography as a tool to curate and reframe the world around you. So photography can be a place to reflect your values, thoughts, and desires and manifest the kind of world you want to see. In mm -hmm. short, you can choose what you focus on and what you leave out of the frame. And mm -hmm. I thought that that was such a good point because that is what we do. When we're at a location, we choose what we want to be in our picture. We choose how we want mm -hmm. that to be set up, what's in focus and what's not in focus and what looks good and what doesn't. And that's a good correlation to how it can help our mental health. Yeah, because I think a lot of times, well, really the definition of 
anxiety or, you know, sometimes, or at least for some people can be feeling like they don't have control over a situation, you know, whether you have anxiety about work or school or, you know, even anxiety when it comes to social anxiety, going out in public places, you feel like you don't have control over something. And that's what literally causes like a negative chemical reaction. But, you know, with photography, like you said, Austin, we are in full control at that point. We control the settings on the camera. We control the model. We control, you know, so it's not about, oh, trying to control everything. But when you're going through a lot, it kind of gives you a break and allows you to feel like, okay, you know, there might be a lot of craziness in the world or around me right now. But for this next hour or so, when I'm working on this photography project, I can feel a little bit sane and then a little bit in control of what's going on around me for a second. Right. And just one last point that I really liked from the article, it talks about playing your way to happiness. And so it mentions how photography is an outlet that you don't always have to be serious. And it Mm -hmm. even compares it to being in a childlike state of play. Mm -hmm. And so it says that the way to play, quote unquote, is to constantly change your subject matter, explore new locations, Mm -hmm. shoot at different times during the day, try different genres of photography, or even work with different kinds of film or other processing techniques. Mm -hmm. And all of that is kind of like childlike play. And so what I got from this article and something that would be a goal of mine moving forward would be, you know, of course I want clients to book with me and I want to continue to shoot weddings and couple sessions and all of that stuff. But I also want to incorporate some passion projects and just Mm -hmm. shoot things that I want to shoot, not necessarily for my portfolio or to get more business, but just as therapy. And so that's Mm -hmm. my goal moving forward. Yeah. No, that's a good goal to have. Um, Because I know sometimes it can get really like you're focusing on the business or the money you know of course we all want to make money with this but right to be able to have a second to um focus on those really fun projects is is a really nice way to break it up so yeah. i like that article austin yeah so let me hear about yours bro okay so mine is it's pretty interesting it's like a scientific journal um And the title of it is Photography as a Means to Overcome Health Anxiety and Increase Vitality. Um, And it was kind of used as almost like an intervention project. Um, The people in this study all had something chronically wrong. And some of them were even like psychiatric patients. Oh, wow. So. I thought it was really interesting because um, it says the approach does not focus on the illness and problems, but on self-management, empowerment, and activating people. Some of these people, like, really have, like, bad, you know, psychiatric problems, and they were the ones given cameras as part of the study to go out and shoot things. I I just, I would have loved to be a part of this. Yeah. Um, You know, just, like, watch this actually go down. Um, But one of the areas that they were trying to you know, accomplish, um, or one of the things that they were trying to accomplish with this study is getting them to experience something different because a lot of these psychiatric patients like detach themselves from people and from emotions. Um, and so with this project, they weren't necessarily preoccupied with any kind of 
worries or any kind of negative thoughts or dealing with people that they didn't want to deal with. Um, they were focused on finding the beauty in a moment. Um, so I'm trying to find this one part that I really wanted to bring out. Um, but towards the end of the study, they show a couple of the pictures that were actually taken and, um, they're like nature landscape portraits, but, um, one of the pictures is a photograph. Um, or, yeah, one of the photographs is literally like these little orange and yellow leaves. But this is what the participant had to say about it. He said, in the meadow on the other side of the road, I saw a tree that had autumn colors. I zoomed in with my camera and took this photograph. The colors and the piece it had was very special. After that, I went to the park a number of times. I even sat down there and watched the pond. I relaxed, which is very difficult for me to do. And I was just like, oh, wow. my gosh. Like, that was so powerful. Like, these people, he said it's very hard for him to relax. And, you know, it says he doesn't even normally go to the park. But now that's something that he's doing. And, who, you know, that could have such a major long-term benefit on – not only his like mental health, but whatever other kind of chronic illness he's dealing with. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was so amazing to hear like one of the participants like react that positively to um, the study. And then <clears throat> the other narrative that one of the participants um, said, it's a picture of kind of like one of those huge like willow trees hanging into a pond. Yeah. And she said, this photo I took nearby where I live. It's one of the first assignments. I like the reflection of the trees in the water very much. Making photographs, I go out more often and I notice everything that can be seen much better now. I donate, oh no, I'm sorry. I do not need a camera anymore because I make the photographs in my mind. Wow. And again, I was just like, this was just such a probably life-changing experience for her. It helped her, like she said, notice things so much better now. And I feel like people with, you know, mental illnesses from anything from bipolar or anxiety or, you know, whatever it is that you're dealing with, big or small, um, it does kind of affect the way you look at things. You can become very narrow minded in your thinking, like you're only thinking about these problems or only the negative or only the triggers. But she said she was able to see so much of everything so much better now. So um, I just really, really liked how it shared the participants' reactions in this study. And um, it's a pretty long read, but I would definitely encourage people to to look at it because um, the scientific part and like the theoretical framework of the whole study is all laid out here. And um, yeah, it's just I just thought it was really, really good. So, yeah, I hope that, you know people do remember that whether it is photography or painting or you know whatever the case is like art in general is so therapeutic and you know can just be so healing for people and that's why we need to make sure you know the schools keep their art programs and because I'm sure for kids going through crazy situations like they need that art class like yeah. give this kid a paintbrush please <laughs> seriously I was in art class every year that I was in school. And yeah. those are really my favorite memories from right. school. I mean, that right. was my favorite class. 
Oh yeah, I still remember my art teacher. I remember my photography teacher. I remember the times that we had there and how they were the teachers that were just more fun. And like, you just enjoyed going to those classes. So um, yeah, it def- there's so much more information on art therapy. And um, I hope that, you know, me and Austin, like we'll be able to go back and talk more about this. And um, we even have some really cool things like planned for, the features um, of this podcast, and we'll definitely be touching on art therapy um, some more. Yeah, and I definitely wanted to mention, um, I think, you know, Brooke and I are both advocates for therapy and for self-care. I actually spoke to my therapist about this podcast and about Mm -hmm. this subject matter specifically, and he was totally supportive. He said he was a big advocate for art therapy. He thinks, you know, it's truly beneficial Mm -hmm. and he thought that that would be a good, you know, subject. So this will kind of be a series that we'll talk about and it'll definitely come up again. And who knows, maybe our therapist will join the podcast for a round table and we can have a good discussion. Yes, that would be so fun. Let me call my therapist now. Let her know. (laughs) Uh, Get ready for this because we're going to have you on here. Um, so yeah, so, you know, moving forward, um, every Tuesday, we're going to do Lens Talk Tuesday. That's a hashtag too, by the way, hashtag Lens Talk Tuesday. Um, and we're going to just keep, you know, continuing to dive into different topics, um, from, you know, how to plan your next mini session and develop successful relate successful relationship with different vendors. Um, And then of course, we're going to share those nightmare client stories. So we're going to have some fun and get to talk from photographer to photographer here. Um, So I'm really looking forward to those uh, um, uh, episodes personally. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had a glitch. That's okay. So I'm excited too, because You guys will also get to hear from guests. We really want to have guests on the show to be interviewed, but also guests on the show to do a roundtable type discussion. And so we're going to hear from people that will give their story or provide their insight on things like stretches that photographers can do after a long day of shooting. That is actually our friend to the show, Camille. Yes. She is a massage therapist and she will be on the show very soon to discuss Some tips for us, because if you're a wedding photographer and you do a long wedding day and you have a camera hanging around your neck all day and you're carrying around your extra lenses and all of that stuff, your body is sore that night and the next day. And even if you don't think it's going to be, get a massage still, it'll (laughs) it'll be so better, so much better. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, we're looking forward to continuing to just dive into everything photography. And as Brooke said earlier, just talk about everything that is not really talked about a lot. So um, if you guys haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Let us know how you liked it. I mean, honestly, like critique us. We're trying to keep these short and sweet, but if, you know, we're still talking about too much about something, let us know. Or if you really like it, or if you want us to talk about certain things in the future, let us know. Um, Austin, tell them how they can reach us. So you can reach out to us via email. That's lenstalkpodcast at gmail.com. Or on Instagram, we are at Lens Talk Podcast. And so you can give us feedback on our episodes. Let us know if there's topics that you're interested in or send us any stories that you'd like to share. We would love to hear from you. And we're looking forward to, again, sharing everything that we know about photography.
Yes. Well, we hope you like this episode, guys. Listen to episode two. It's up now.